At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, it didn't happen. Here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 157 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and Welcome fighting. Welcome back to another episode of Public Access America. My name is Jason. His name is Jeffrey. And I am going to bring up something that I really, 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 really don't want to bring up. Uh, oh, so how about, alrighty. So, how about Texas's abortion ban? Huh? Oh, fuck me. Right. Oh. Sorry. I'm a white man. You're a white man. We were told for years that this isn't our fight. This isn't our issue that we should just support and get out of the way. And that's what we did. And that's where we are now. Well, the Yala ban, as I'm going to start referring to the Texas <laughs> government, as right. well as calling them ye hotties. Ye hotties. Extremists. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fundamentally, there is almost zero difference between the Taliban and the Texas government at this point. I, if there is a difference, I don't fucking see it because this is this is a group of people imposing their will and somehow saying that it's about freedom. Like, what? You can't do that, but here's freedom. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like that Simpsons episode when Lisa is swinging her arms going, I'm not going to hit you, but if you walk into the path, then you will get hurt. It's kind of weird. It's like we didn't create a law that says that we, you know, it's illegal. It just says, hey, go ahead, citizens, and try and earn $10,000. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird. So. Um, it- I mean... There's so many perspectives on this, and I just didn't know which one to take. Obviously, obviously, um, criminalizing assistance, you can pull abortion out and you can copy paste anything, anything. So let's, to, let's, let's start with some of the basics on this one. So like, for example, mm-hmm. criminalizing the fact that, you know, this one, this one was my favorite. If uh, you hire Lyft or Uber to take someone to uh, their appointment. Now, is that just Democrats crying and, and going to the extreme? Does the bill actually say anybody like that? Well, it doesn't specifically state it, but okay. it does make a, a very good point that it could be considered. Okay. So, I tr- the bill the bill will be included in the description portion of this episode so that you can read it for yourself. I I, I got lost in definitions and then was just like, I can't do this. I can't do so, this. So, so basically... So once again, this is this is a this is I what I would consider classic government overreach uh, mm-hmm. from a group of people who claim to hate classic government overreach. But here we go. So 
what they're saying is is that anybody who knowingly um, aids and abets in someone procuring an abortion can be charged. Okay, and and one of the things that you know they try to make the cases is that if your Lyft or Uber driver drops you off at Planned Parenthood, gotcha. they can be held liable. So, number one, people. Planned Parenthood provides more than just abortions. No. They provide a number of very valuable, uh, very important health screenings for for women and people who are uh, struggling with 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 being able to get some of these basic the basic health screens. Yeah, abortion is less than three percent of their total. What they do, right? Them. They're doing things like, you know, general pap smears. They're doing things like uh, cancer screenings. They're doing things like general health. The, I mean, Education is, and information to prevent abortions. They're doing yeah. that too. Providing birth control to prevent yeah. abortions. You know, right. and, that's, and that's the... Planned Parenthood does so many things to try and get mm -hmm. people the care that they need so that way they don't have to go through that stuff. Right, like the this fucking idea that the right has that people are over there getting their uterus straight just for the fucking fun of it, like, mm -hmm. and that's and that's the wild thing about it is is that knowing people who have had abortions, it is the most traumatic thing that they've ever done. Yeah, I've been there for people. I've been there. You know what I mean. So, so the idea that you know anybody who's out there seeking an abortion is fucking enjoying themselves needs to stop right. you gotta fucking stop he, there's a there's a conversation with the person carrying the baby hopefully the person that impregnated that person and a medical professional i don't know why the conversation has to go beyond that if the medical professional doesn't deem it needs to and even then it should never go to a politician for an opinion it's it's my it's a private life it's a private matter it's a private medical matter and that's where it should end for me i've always been amazed that abortions aren't done at hospitals as a medical procedure to me that's like we're at that bare minimum thing again where we're just going we're accepting the bare minimum and saying hey guess what you know medical institutions don't have to do a medical procedure we're going to leave that up to private entities well, that, that that's the weird thing to me. Yeah, and, uh, uh, it's just that that encroaches that's religion encroaching on medicine, and that's an issue for me. And I don't really want to go down that road today. <laughs> no. So so basically, basically, what what Texas is doing is they're trying to make it so that way it's nearly impossible to procure an abortion, and, and Im impossible if you have a disability. Yeah so all of these all of these scenarios you know like that republicans seem to paint like like this is some sort of just you know lols do it for the do it for the fun of it it's, it's just because so that's what we've been me. trying we've been trying to do that so that we can get five percent of the evangelist vote and suddenly the dog caught the car yeah and, and well I'm going to go back to the if you have to legislate somebody if you if you have to 
if you have to legislate and criminalize all these other acts, I honestly think that I, I need to really sit down and read what this bill looks like. Mm-hmm. Because I think that they may have accidentally opened up a way for um, anybody who sells guns and firearms to be held responsible for mass shootings. I think that's that's what I'm saying. You can copy and paste guns in there. You can copy and paste vaccines in there. You can copy and paste any restriction of a right into this bill instead of abortion. I think I think that I think that there might have been a mechanism created so that way people who have been the victims of mass shootings could now potentially use this bill in such a way that you you could go after you might not you might not be able to go after the uh the gun maker but you can go after the person who sold the gun you can go after the person who sold the bullets you can go after the person who gay you know go after the person who dropped the kid off at school or what have you you know that's so funny because we discussed that about kyle rittenhouse Mm-hmm. And how that his mom should be able to be charged for driving him there. You know what I mean? And so to me, this is interesting. This is an opening of something that we discussed on our gun show and our, yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. So, so to me, I think Texas might've fucked up and they might've given themselves uh, enough rope to hang themselves with. Of course. Um, but unfortunately, not enough to hang themselves right now. And then, of course, with with the with the Supreme Court, um, totally just punting this one. Um, yeah, did they punt it? Did they punt it, or did they just let it go through to because they wanted it to go I, through? I think I think that there's I think that there's just not enough clarity on on the law itself and and what needs to happen. I think I think unfortunately the specifics have made this a bit difficult because Texas didn't necessarily criminalize abortion itself. Right. Right. So I think what the issue is going to have to be is is that they're criminalizing things that are not crimes. So I think that there's there's going to have to be some stuff that plays out in the courts first before the Supreme Court can really do anything with it. Yeah, it's such a vague, well, I don't know, because like I said, I didn't read the law, but one of the definitions I had an issue with was gestation. A woman, the six week, the six weeks, you have up to six weeks to get an abortion if you know you're pregnant, but it begins at the female's last period. So somebody could have their time of the month, three weeks later, get pregnant, miss that one think they're spotty and that first three weeks is added to that six weeks you know it's just so it's so vague in the descriptions of this and like what is stopping a woman from getting an uber and getting a coffee and then going to get an abortion and then suing the uber driver herself to make an extra 10 grand right if she gets the abortion she gets to sue everybody along the way right i i feel like there is (laughs) Like this, this law is so poorly written from what I have seen. Mm-hmm. 
And what's stopping me from suing MSNBC because while they talked about this abortion thing in negative terms, and that could have assisted somebody in their decision making and to go across state lines, maybe somebody wouldn't have known they could go across state lines if it wasn't for MSNBC. Can I sue them now? I personally just like the fact that somebody's been <laughs> writing scripts to to report furry porn to this particular website. So I I think that I think it computer programming, ladies and gentlemen, sending furry porn to the Texas government. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I'm not opposed to furry porn. And to me, it's just absolutely fucking hilarious because these guys are going to get inundated with so much crap. Yeah, yeah, and the I mm. this is one of those things where people need to reconcile the fact that getting you know you you can despise the idea of getting an abortion, but stay the fuck out of it when it comes to somebody else's choice and what to do with their body. Right, and. Oh, you know, and, and often, like like we've talked about, you know, at what point did we fail this individual that they feel, you know, where was the failure that this person now has to get an abortion? Sure. And and is there something that, you know, could be done to help? There's going to be some fucking awful cases out there, and we're not going to dive into those because they exist. Right. They are awful. And... Uh, given the kind of person I am, I am going to sit down and say her body, her choice doesn't matter if their body, their choice doesn't matter. It doesn't matter That's if right. I'm married to them. It doesn't matter if I'm not married. To them. Right. Ain't my body, ain't my choice. And none of my business. None of my business. It's, and, a, it's under the heading of none of my business. I don't need to worry about it. My brain doesn't need to compute. Yeah. Anything. And that's just it is, is that, you know, where, where does my business start? Because mm -hmm. let's put this into perspective. Okay. So let's say that you force this person to have the baby. Great. Now, now what does that look like? Are you forcing this person to also care for this child? No, they can throw them into the foster care system. Great. So my yep. taxpayer dollars are now paying for uh, a child in the tax in the foster care system. Mm. you know, which they claim to, you know, not want to do, you know, that, you know, all of these kids should, you know, be loved and cared. For. But, but in Texas, right. gay couples can't adopt kids. So there's that. Um, right. So even if the kid were wanted by someone, uh, they can only be wanted by someone as long as they're not gay. Right. Well, Texas, Texas is the, is, is, the absolute definition of ass backwards. They sit down and say, you know, they don't want all of these systems and people living off the systems, yet they consistently pass laws that make people live off of these systems. And it's it's just mm -hmm. the cognitive dissonance behind it is absolutely spectacular. Because Texas has one of the best <laughs> social nets in the in the country. It's weird. Wild to me. So how about a I'm I'm hanging on to this perspective tentatively. <laughs> so to me, it's a bit of capitalism. Like if there was no need for it, it wouldn't exist. If people mm -hmm. didn't like it or care for it, it wouldn't exist. And as a man, it's my right to donate to people that support what I support. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't, I don't spend my money on things that I don't support. And that's mm-hmm. capitalism. So if you don't like abortion, turn your head to it. Don't promote it. Don't support it. Don't donate to it. And if enough people feel like you, it won't exist anymore. But if people feel, if the popular opinion says abortion is needed, then it'll stay. That's our capitalist mentality. And it seems like Republicans are subverting capitalism and democracy because they just were chasing the chasing a bone. And so to me, that's, that's a perspective. Or, or how about this? If you don't want abortion to take place, how about making it so that way birth control is an over-the-counter medicine that you can pick up for dirt cheap? Yeah, because you can invest in people that manufacture birth control. You know what I mean? You can right. earn money off of that. Right. It seems you know, to be what politicians do, invest their money. Or or make it so that way, you know, you know, pregnancy prevention is is uh, uh something that gets taken care of through social, mm-hmm. you know, social nets and things like that. So that way yeah. you don't run you don't run the possibility of somebody needing to get an abortion. Um there are you know l- there are so many ways in which that you know in which abortions can be prevented mm-hmm. places like texas have these laws in place that make it illegal to obtain those things that prevent they, abortions but they make it illegal to have the conversation yeah right and that's the issue is like i understand there is still going to be a need for abortion even if you raise your child perfectly with values, morals, and communication, there's still going to be instances of pregnancy that are unwanted, but those are going to be smaller amounts. Like you raise your kids beautifully. You're great parents, but situations happen and we need to discuss that. What about medical? So many things can go wrong. Medically. Yes. So many things go wrong during the course of pregnancy where, you know, you're run up against whether or not, you know, well, the medical issue that's happened is going to kill the mother. Like, you know, yes. it's going to, you know, you're going to, you know, it's going to kill the child, but if they can't get an abortion, it's also going to kill the mother too. Or even worse, if this baby is born without a brain or life-giving organs, but still has a heartbeat, that has to go to term. If you know that baby is, is brain dead from all the other tests, if it has a heartbeat, you still need to give birth to it. And that's, that's even if your cousin sleeps with you, your brother sleeps with you, your dad sleeps with you, some guy on the street attacks you. And I don't want to go too far into that because what's really annoyed me about Democrats and their, and their language on this is every hour I hear the most gruesome descriptions of rape and incest that that pundits are saying could this is what this is what they're preventing and i hate it we all know what those situations are you don't have to vividly describe it to make your point you know what i mean absolutely like yes there is issues of rape and incest and it's so sad to me that republicans are siding with rapists and incestors <laughs> but you don't have to vividly describe hypothetical situations of horror and terrorism just to mm-hmm. make your point nope. you're, you're triggering it's you should put trigger warnings on your show if that's what you're going to do if that's how you're going to pander to get attention then you shouldn't be doing it sorry i cut out there sorry i had to move around yep. because yep Got some people that are playing basketball, so totally gotcha. Get- and so that it, there's so many perspectives to this that that that's just that's just another one. You know what yeah. I mean? I, and then 
So the other thing is, oh, the thing I didn't want to talk about. So how about we... (laughs) (laughs) So what I have an issue about... Okay, so Missouri, Missouri created this law that said a woman had to get a pap smear before the abortion. Mm-hmm. And doctors said that's an invasion and mm-hmm. it was struck down, you know, but, mm-hmm. but around that time I was reaching out to abortion advocates, PPFA. I was reaching out to a lot of organizations to get, mm-hmm. to start to, to start this conversation, like I said, so that we can create understanding before this right Mm -hmm. and i was ignored and i was told that it isn't my fight and that i should stand aside i should support and donate but just get out of the way it wasn't my fight and what bugs me is we we had this thing called wedge politics for a while you know you're black i'm white you're gay i'm straight so i hate you and it seems like now organizations were created to do the same thing these little organizations are just boxes of like-minded people that don't build a coalition beyond that box because they're scared that if they get help from white men, that it'll diminish what they accomplished. And I think that's the opposite way to think. And I don't know how I want to address this because orgs do a lot of good work, but I think they're so isolating themselves that they're eating their own at some point. And creating new orgs that then go on to do the same thing. And it's a vicious cycle. And it seems to me like BLM doesn't want assistance from, from white people. Um, LGBT, they don't want help from straight people, women, they don't want help from men. And I think we need to get past that. I, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to talk about that, but I'll be right back. Sorry. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so I guess where I would start is is that, you know, I think orgs that are de- dedicated to one cause are important, number one. The reason being that when you have an organization that's dedicated to one cause, that allows them to stay focused on what that one cause is. I do agree that, you know, at some point, though, they kind of spite themselves in ways by like uh, by not allowing other people to get involved. But at the same time too, I think that's where we just have to figure out, you know, what does the most effective means of support look like? Well, like what we've talked about before was like the Occupy Wall Street movement 10 years ago. You know, it wasn't that Wall Street, you know, the Occupy movement was bad. It just broke into way too many focuses. So organizations that have a single solitary focus, I think that's the that's actually the way that it needs to. Go. But in terms of the support that they get, they need to they need to open themselves up for all kinds of support from all groups. If you want that one single solitary focus to actually, you know, take shape and break through whatever barriers that you're you're right. seeing. Yeah, I don't understand how you can create a message, but then just funnel it to the people in your group without ever, without it ever getting beyond that group of people that you're reaching. Mm-hmm. Like my, my thought was public access. America could do a show every day with move on and indivisible and Emily's list and the PPFA to kind of funnel all of the messaging so people could find out what's going on. I don't know what's going on with move on. If I don't discuss 
things with move on, right? If I'm not following move on, I don't know what's going on with them. So you're never going to pick up anybody new, you know? And I think that was, uh, that was the failing of groups like the PPFA, you know, Planned Parenthood. I think they didn't build a coalition. Like if white men are making the laws, don't you want to get the support of, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to act like I'm super cool or special being a white man, but I'm just one group. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know, you, you, don't you want that support? Don't you want to build a coalition beyond your members to get your message out there? If it's an important thing to address and solve, right? Right. And I think that's, that's one of those things where it's, it's definitely going to be like with any movement, it's important that everybody gets their, the support from a wide range of people. Like why, I would why, hope so. You would think. Because that support is the only thing that's going to allow you to make sure your point gets made and comes across. Right. It's messaging, right? You, you would tailor your elevator pitch to somebody as opposed to somebody else, depending on who's in the elevator with you. And I don't think a lot of these organizations can do that successfully. I think they have a message that echoes in their chamber. And mm -hmm. they think it's great. I think it's a, they think it's a good message, but it isn't connecting. Like, I'm sorry, voting rights as a racial issue is telling 75% of the country they don't have to give a fuck about it. Like, right. And so tailoring your message to a broader uh, group of people, <clears throat> it, it's going to solve the problem. I just don't think, I, th I don't think people want that or understand that, or it's a combination of all of it. They're just doing what the last org did. And the last org is just trying to collect donations to survive so that they can keep their little box grade. Or they're just trying to maintain their organization, their box. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's ever shrinking. It doesn't evolve. It just sticks to old tactics. And I don't want to knock orgs because I think they do some great work. I just, I don't think they're doing it properly. I think, I think they're isolating I think they're isolating. And I think, I don't know if that's the way the system creates them. You know, it's like wedges, 2021 states rights, 2021. <laughs> so right. I don't, I just, I need, I don't know how to, and I've explained this in a, in a thousand different ways. And it's just, I'm seeing, I want to put abortion up as the example of, look, we had an organization that was fighting this. What went wrong with their messaging so that this doesn't happen again? Because if 80% of the country believes in abortion rights, they shouldn't have lost the messaging war. Right. You know, and that's, and I think that's just it is, it is what you, what you're saying is, is that some of it is just getting absolutely lost in the fact that uh, they're trying to isolate themselves enough to, to sit down and say, yes, this is the one thing that we're going to focus on. But we don't mm -hmm. want anybody outside of, you know, X group of people. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that abortion rights, abortion rights affect men and women. Yes. It's not just women. And Disabled so, people. Um, yeah. Educated people, poor people. It affects anybody and everybody. So to me, what's going to, to me, what's going to have to happen is, is that anytime that the abortion rights issue comes up is, is that you're going to have to start talking about the negative impacts to men in terms of what they're, what they're going to experience when um, yes. ultimately someone ends up having to keep the child. 
Yes. Like, for example, uh, whether it's jail time or whether it's um, uh, financial impacts, whether it's, um, oh, you know. Responsibility. Uh, resp- there's a I lot mean, of responsibility. Criminality. There, you know what and- I mean? Absolutely. Like there's so much, there's so much that is going to impact um, people who are, you know, clamoring for this stuff, but they're ultimately going to be the ones that are going to have to pay that price. Mm -hmm. Well, here's Ah. the thing. Imagine you're sitting there watching a football game with your family, but then all of a sudden there's this four hour discussion because somebody is going to have to have an abortion. And now mm-hmm. you're suddenly involved and you need to have an opinion as a man that was just watching the game mm-hmm. now suddenly. And now that here's the thing, it, it's going to emotionally stunt and destroy somebody you care about if oh, they yeah. have an abortion or if they don't, right? No matter what, somebody you care about is going to suffer and mm-hmm. that sucks. And, and I don't know if people in America can think beyond themselves that to where it affects people they care about. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, how, I don't know how to explain how it would individually affect me. Cause I've never directly thought about that. Yeah. I would have to say in taxpayer money and funding and donations, I'm going to financially lose, I guess, because, because of all of the things going on around it. And that seems superficial to me. I well, care more about the person than mm-hmm. the money I'm going to spend, but if you're if you're selfish, you're going to be spending more money, and that's you know, and that's the problem is is that you know, trying to convince people, hey, you know, this is this is bad, you know, like care about the person, not the issue. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we're you know, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's, it's an awful topic. Yeah, because well, because thing. you shouldn't you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to remind people consistently to care about somebody else. You shouldn't. Right. Exactly. And and that's I think that's where at least my frustration lies is is that I don't feel like I should have to consistently remind people, hey, care for one another. You know this 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 scenario isn't you know a everything's gone right scenario it's an everything's gone bad yes nobody no yeah nobody's throwing a sweet 16 abortion party no right they're not having a quincean era to celebrate an abortion that that's not what's happening no i think and you know there's a a line from linus in the peanuts and it said i like people it's humanity i can't stand and Mm -hmm. i think about that on a one-on-one basis if you walk in somebody's shoes, I think you'd make the same decision. And I think that's the thing. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We stay like an abortion advocate. Wait, somebody that opposes abortion just stays away from individual situations so they don't have to personalize it, you know, because I think if they did, they would realize 
in this situation, it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Right. If they, if they, if somebody that hates transgender people walked, spent a year with somebody suffering with that, that wants mm -hmm. to transition, they would realize that that would be what's best for that person, you know? And so if you, mm -hmm. if you don't have the time to formulate an educated opinion, don't guess. <laughs> right. And that's, exactly. You know, uh, this weird idea that everybody who's getting an abortion is somehow like wanting this to happen is just so bizarre to me. Right. Like, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. And I think all of the, all this is going to do is create more sales for the plan B pill, right? Like people are going to be taking that if they, if they, they know they're pregnant or not, they're just going to, they're going to prevent it in advance. I think that I think that a lot of these issues are great donation tools for politicians because yeah. I mean let's let's be realistic the number of politicians who have gone on to have their mistresses to, you know you know demand their mistresses get abortion is a lot higher than uh, than anybody who's realizing or counting yeah totally so. and let's just say this is a chance to experiment more with male contraceptives you know they can put a little gel down in your penis and you won't have to you don't want to have to worry about that in the vast so, efforts yep. right so there is ways that men can um be fixed as uh -huh. well absolutely so if if you want to prevent abortion i say you go for all of the options not just um why is the burden always on women right they're not they're not necessarily um seeking rape and incest so i don't understand like i don't understand why like that wouldn't even be something that why would that why would you support rapists and incest I uh well i would say that this, why do you how do you throw a blanket over all abortion situations to me that's the thing that, I, like, I get it yeah and i mean realistically what it boils down to is is that people are making choices in a male centric, uh, a male centric setting, you know. Yes, and that sucks. You know, you think about it. You know, eight. There's nobody out there. You know, there's nobody out there getting pregnant because you know they willed it into existence. I mean, this is one of my. You know, it's that whole like <laughs> you immaculate, know, that, immaculate inception. Yeah, immaculate. You know, the immaculate conception. It's like I just right. don't. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it right. takes it takes a dude to make this happen, and so realistically, like it's it's just uh... yeah, it's weird. So let's play the blame game a little bit, right? And let's mm -hmm. um, I want to I want to cover this angle as well, and it is the fact that we're in this situation because people didn't do their jobs in Congress, right? All you had to do was write an amendment. All you had to do was create a law. All you had to do was address this before it happened. But that's not what re that's not what Republicans wanted to do. And it's certainly not what Democrats raise money on. Solving nope. problems is not what Democrats raise money off of. Creating hysteria over something they could have fixed years ago seems to be their motif and i want people to understand from a political perspective they don't want to solve it or it would have been solved already yep exactly and that's just it is, is that the number of solutions out there that should have already existed 
Yeah, like, versus the number of solutions we're getting is just absolutely astonishing in most cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when you see abortion rights or voting rights being suppressed, if you see all these things happening, you got to understand like with gun violence, politicians aren't doing their jobs. They're not creating bills in advance of where the country's going. Like, I think the whole thing was Democrats are re recognizing that culture has shifted while Republicans want it to be an old culture. I don't mm -hmm. think anybody's realizing that they are the reason that the culture is spilling out of its bucket is because they're not putting guide guardrails up in advance. They're waiting right. for the cars to start running off the highway before they put a border up, you know? Right. No, it's the, I, I can't give any of these politicians credit for their solution game. It's just, no, they recognize they just don't bother to do anything about it. You know, Well, that's like, you know, that's like this whole, um, you know, the voting rights issue. I guarantee mm -hmm. you that there's a way to get it done. But the fact of the matter is, is that Democrats aren't willing to push it because they're fighting within themselves at this point. Yeah. And well, they're seeing it from a racial perspective only. It's yep. really difficult to me. It's really difficult. Look, you're denying access and that's a reasonable accommodation that's being denied me. <laughs> and that's a federal issue. But you don't want to you don't want to enforce the ADA to to solve this problem. You don't want to. Uh, it seems to me like oh, no, no, no. Sorry, disabled people. We know you can save the day, but sit back because we don't want to win it that way. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird to me. The the right. it's it's just a uh, transportation and infrastructure is a racial issue. By God, I don't think so. You know, a bus is just steel and stuff. But guess what? If it has a light on it that tells me which bus it is, then that's a disabled issue, you know? Right. So, all right. So anyway, just really quickly, so Bumble, Bumble has started funds for women that need resources in Texas to go across state lines to get an abortion if they need it. And Match.com has decided to develop resources for employees and family members if they need it. And they're both based in Texas, Austin and Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, so should we start a lawsuit now? Mm. I it's mean, an easy 10 grand for each of us, Bumble and Match. They can afford it. Should we just sue them? Well, I mean, you could. I'm not playing that game. I'm not going to be yeah, that I'm person. not playing it. I just think I, it's ridiculous. But, but here's the thing is, is that, you know, Republicans understand money. That seems to be the one thing that they get. So mm -hmm. as much as I appreciate match.com and, and Bumble deciding that they're going to start these resources, fucking move your business out of Texas. You think if, well because if, if you actually have an issue if you actually have an issue with this platform, you yes. need to move to another place where your where your tax dollars are not being paid into the state. Cool. I was Period hoping we'd get to that extreme, you know, because That's, businesses donate to politicians and politicians uh, survive because of that. And if there's no businesses in the community, then who are they going to get their donations from? Right. Exactly. So, so uh, my, my response is, is that Bumble match. Great. I think it's fantastic that you're going to start these funds. Now, the next thing you need to do is leave Texas. If you actually care about this issue. Like okay. you need, you need to, you need to actively make plans to leave Texas because okay. all you're doing, all you're doing is saying, 
yeah, we hear you and we're sorry that it affects you. We're not going to, you know, stop from supporting this issue, but we'll put a few things in place. So that way, when you eventually get sued, um, there might be something available to you. It's, it's that weird, make me feel good without actually, you know, doing anything to, to solve the problem. Sure. Buying the gay pride shirt at target during gay pride month. Right. You know, um, but not even that, because at least, you know, like at least target has policies and things that they do to actually support those things. But I hope so. Longer than one month, longer than one, but I, I'm not knocking Target. I don't. I've never researched them or know anything about um, them. They've do, actually. It would be like I would argue that it would be more akin to Walmart selling bread stuff. Okay, I I was listening to the conversation in um, conversational introverts, and I was talking with Devi, and they were saying about how Target got looted and was like, "Yeah, go ahead. We care more about the people than the stuff. The stuff, you know." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Good for you. Good for you, Target." So do you believe that like um instead of helping a woman when they when she needs an abortion should we be helping people of Texas the poorer people the people in need should we be helping them transition to safer states I I think that that's something that absolutely needs to be on the tape like okay. like it it's a ter- it's a terrorist event and we need to uh, evacuate the good Americans out of out of the battlefield right i think that there's i think that there's definitely something to be said about it because you know when you look at when you look at what this is it is hostile to i would say to women uh women of mm-hmm. color it's hostile but do you stay and fight or do you give up and leave well here's or do you question. give up and fight <laughs> i mean you can give up and fight like absolutely but at some point you have to decide where your mental health lies you know, if, if you think that you can change the situation, absolutely fucking fight it out, do everything that you can. Right. But there's also gotta be a point where you look at something realistically and see that time and again, places like Texas are going to continue their march on, on taking people's rights. It's just that they want to take, different rights than other places and you just have to decide where within the union can i fit you know where where are you know my core values going to be uh preserved the best right and in an affordable way yep so it's interesting i think this week i'm gonna devote some time to looking for resources that would help people relocate relocation services for the poor i think i like this idea i you know absolutely because you know let's be real honest everywhere is hurting for people everybody Mm. everybody is hurting for job you know job uh, placements everybody needs employees everybody needs somebody right you know if, if there was ever a time to be able to uproot and move somewhere like this is the time to do it you know yes yeah, free so, education, free college for two years, and then you can become a petroleum engineer and make a. Can I just say that eighty-seven thousand dollars a year in twenty twenty-one to be a, a petroleum engineer seems like a ridiculously low amount of money to me. It does. Is that it weird does. to me? Like no, <laughs> I mean, 
in all, I, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. It might be low based on where you live, like eighty-seven thousand dollars if you were just living in Seattle. Not yeah, enough. exactly. Eighty-seven thousand right, dollars if you were living in Montana. Oh, great. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, I think it's just and that's, a, that's a national average, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it just based on perspective. Okay, so. Um, I, I think that's actually all the topics I really had covered, and I'm so surprised we got to that many. I do. Um, Gavin Newsom is in a battle right now for with some guy. Um, mm-hmm. They want to recall the governor. I just want to say that, like, what's his name is Elder. I can't remember his first Larry name. Elder. Larry Elder wants to um, abolish the ADA. He wants to do away with it entirely. I don't know why he just made this stand like <laughs> all of a sudden. But please, uh, um, like I don't, I don't know how you feel about Gavin Newsom. I'm not a um, California politics expert or anything, but I do know the alternative is destruction. <laughs> you know? so, right. Um, the, the vote, vote to keep him. Do you know anything more about this? You're on the West Coast. I, you know? I don't know anything more about this other than like okay. you know Newsom is up, up for a fight because he wasn't doing things all that great right but uh this who weird was in the pandemic dude dude during the pandemic who was doing it? we thought Andrew Cuomo was doing it right and he was a scumbag you know like um Inslee we thought Inslee was doing it wrong and he got some things right how do we blame people for trying in a pandemic you know what i mean like you got to try something every you know the all you know like i love to use teddy roosevelt um the best thing you can do is the right thing the worst the second best thing you can do is the wrong thing because you can learn how to do it right and the worst Mm. thing you can do is nothing you know yeah sure i'm sure newsom got some stuff wrong the question is is did he learn from what he got wrong and then try to do things right and that's hard right. to say right and how do you not if you're going to go after newsom how do you not go after desantis well that's just it is is that uh democrat democrat republican <laughs> republican it divides along political lines and you should die if you believe if you belong to the wrong party like we should have all died of vaccinations if you know for democrats i think that's what they expected to happen so far that i mean i'm not a democrat but i haven't died from being vaccinated so there's that yeah i haven't died of being a democrat i haven't died of being an independent you know uh i have died from making stupid choices but that didn't involve politics i always say you only live twice you might as well get the bad stuff out of the way the first time you know well i'm on number three so i'm not testing this theory anymore (laughs) you're so hilarious uh are you watching anything doing anything exciting um well here's i'm sticking on the recall stuff have you have you paid attention to what trudeau has done up in canada no well trudeau you know thought that he had uh done a great enough job to where that he was he was going to uh snatch up a bunch of seats Turns out he's losing the election right now. Wow. So that he's might have backfired. Being, he's not being honest about um, the indigenous people's deaths, is he? That's what Probably I'm imagining, because that, that's the news in, in Canada. That's, that's, that's what knocked the shine off of Canada. Mm. And yeah. we all knew it. 
Well, and, and I mean, I guarantee you, we've got those issues here in the U.S. too. But to, we're blaming Canada right now. Blame Canada. <laughs> blame Canada. <laughs> Bring that old classic from '96 back. It's a boot democracy. Uh, it's a it's about diplomacy. I remember that one. Um, yeah, South Park. Speaking of spot South Park, I've been trying to catch up on South Park, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is off topic. And I hit I hit an episode, dude. And there was a rally, and they were talking about masks and COVID. And I was like, oh, and I I got this massive PTSD, and I turned it off. And I was like, I don't know. Is there going to be like seasons of shows that i can't watch because of the way they addressed and commented on covid oh i couldn't watch it i couldn't watch it you know uh, i think i think you know i think for for this group of people alive right now it's kind of like you know how uh for those of us who lived in 9 11 we're suddenly trying to figure out, you know, what what looking at those images again looks like. I still, I, I still cry. Yeah, uh, it still frustrates the hell out of me when I see it, and I still get angry. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I I still try to figure out. It's like, why am I angry? What's 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 really got me angry? Is it, you know, is it the 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 attack, the loss of life, or or is it the fact that? 20 years later, the only thing we managed to do was kill Ben Laden 10 years ago and waste trillions of dollars. So, oh, Afghanistan, we, when you think about 20 years, you can think of a generation of people that saw a better life than their forefathers. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think what we did was we spent a 20 year, 10 years, nine year, 10 years, as a basic American commercial, hey, democracy is great. Try it out, and I think we gave people opportunities. Um, I don't think it was worth it for what we did, but we did change a lot of lives, and we showed a lot of people some amazing things. And mm-hmm. then we stayed there too long because people wanted the budget to do it. And I, I don't. I like. Here's the thing. I'll end on this. Every country should have the ability to choose what form of government they want. Mm -hmm. And if you want communism, great. Democracy, great. You also have the ability to create something different, like a combination, right? You can create your own style of government, or you can just have chaos and have no government at all. These are the choices that the people of any country should have the ability to make. It shouldn't be forced on them. There should be elections to do this. If Justin Trudeau isn't popular in Canada and somebody has a better way, it should be discussed. It shouldn't be squashed. You know what I mean? So to the people of Russia, that's the way I feel about it. You should have your choice. And if you still choose it, communism, good for you. Good for you. Make it the best version of communism you can make. Don't make it oppressive. You know, um, to me, it's, I can't understand for the life of me wanting to have one group of people in or one person in charge of your country for, for uh, so long, just because it does, it will create an instability in the country when that person passes on, you know, we're, we're used to the idea of transitioning power to somebody else. And it's not a fight. I do worry about what, 
it will look like in Russia when Vladimir Putin um, is no longer the leader of, of the Russian Federation. There's going to be a power vacuum and a grab, right? There's going to be a power ba- a vacuum and a grab. There's going to be internal civil strife, hopefully not a war, but yeah. the, that's the thing about, you know, when you have long periods of single person rule and then suddenly the power vacuum sets in is, is yeah. that there is, you know, there's only hope that whoever replaces um, is going to be as adequate or as intelligent. And, you know, yeah. you can, you yeah. can see the repercussions of what it looks like when it doesn't, you know, the best example that exists currently out there is um, I would say uh, Venezuela, you know, Hugo Chavez did a great job of leading Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Maduro, not competent. Right. And that's, I and, totally agree. And so, you know, what, what Putin has done for Russia hasn't been done since, you know, I would argue the Stalin days of, of the Soviet Union. But there's going to come a time after Putin is gone that things are going to be very difficult for Russia. And, yeah. you know, my hope for the people of Russia is, is that those times are short-lived and that whatever comes afterwards will allow them expanded freedoms. Yeah. I don't wish instability yes. on any country because if a country becomes unstable, that means that somebody's going to feel that they have to have a presence in it. And when that happens, that's when you end up getting stupid shit, like getting involved in a 20 year war. Right. Right. Or just having a conflict. So you can say that you're a strong man, you know, like Vladimir Putin doesn't go to war because he believes in an ideal. He does it to prove that he is stronger than who, you know, that he's a, a fighter. And that's what, that's what bugs me. And to Americans, Alexei Navalny is super left in Russia, but he is right of Trump in America. You know, like he still has racist overtones. You know, what I mean? he still right. he still believes in communism. He just believes in an ideal version of communism that he believes in. And I would rather side with that right now. But I don't know what that's going to turn into. So I'm I'm wary about supporting any regime change in a country that I don't have enough information on, you know? Well, and I think that that boils down to is like, you know, stability for the sake of stability is not always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because whether you're authoritarian communist or authoritarian uh, fascist, you know, being stable doesn't necessarily equate to it being a good thing. Yeah. Especially when the intelligence of your leader, right? Well, it it depends on how your country sets itself up to move forward from that point of stability. If you're not planning, like it, 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 you know, it doesn't matter if it's a country, it doesn't even matter if it's your own house. Like, if you're not planning for what that moment of instability looks like, you're going to find yourselves in a world of hurt trying to figure out what the hell happens next. And during that time, shit's going to go downhill thank you to all the countries for taking um the afghan refugees thank you to all the governors of states that that offered room 
I think that's a real amazing thing that's gone under the radar is all of the support and love for these people that have gotten out that are, that were suffering that are going to suffer. I, I, I like that. I like, yeah. I like ending on a positive. So thank you for that I'm, because we have listeners in Germany and the Philippines. And I was just looking at our list, you know, and it's like Australia, it's all English speaking countries. till you get to the Russian Federation, then there's some Norway in there, but then there's mm-hmm. the Philippines and Japan and um, Malta, dude, we're getting like multiple listens from Malta. I love you, Malta. I want to go do a show with Jeffrey in Malta. I don't know where it is. I don't know what it is, but I love you. And it's awesome. It's awesome that, uh, you yeah. know, we're getting listens around the world, you know, yeah. just understand really that, is. you know, we're there for the people, you know, we care about the people. I want to know. I want, I would love it if somebody from Malta reached out, you know, just to tell me what the issues are in Malta. I really think if we find, if we ask everybody the same question, what's your issue? We're going to get a general same answer. And I can't wait to find out what that answer is, but I know nobody else is trying it. <laughs> oh, I think it would be fantastic if, if we had yeah. people from all of these countries just reach out to you and say, you know, hey, here's yeah. here's the issue in my country today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd love to I would love to discuss what that looks like, you know, if you wanted an American point of view on, on what these issues look like. Because right. you know. I everything think, everything in media is polished for a shine for a perspective and it's it's uh there's an agenda behind it talking mm-hmm. to people straight from a country gives you an unbiased um access you know that the media just doesn't give you they could msnbc could talk to somebody from malta for hours and never discuss something that needs to be discussed you know what i mean right so yes reach out and then um, that's it. Thank you for being here, Jeffrey. I love Absolutely. you as always. I'm so glad you got guests, and I'm so glad there was no so, no chainsaw. Yeah, I'm glad that there was no chainsaw today, too. Oh, now, maybe somebody's yeah. actually taking a break this weekend. I've been on <laughs> vacation for a week. I've got some stuff to do if I want to enjoy my last day of vacation tomorrow. Ooh, so, yeah. And then, okay. and then uh, I'm going to get punished for uh, taking some time off, and I get to see how many hundreds of emails there are in my inbox when I get back to work on Tuesday. <laughs> well, I wonder if one of them will be from somebody from Malta. I, I hope not. <laughs> I, I honestly <laughs> hope not. Your day's gone horribly wrong. If you're getting emails from Malta, you know, uh, but, but seriously though, Russians, uh, if there's anybody in China listening to us, you know, yep. Japan, Germany, good Tag. Yeah. Uh, just uh you know we'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts are you know it'd be nice to sit down and and you know you know kind of take a look at some of the issues that are going around going on around the world and actually yeah and actually talk about those things you know Mm -hmm. lord knows that there are we have so many things in common as people that you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an American point of view. It can just be a humanistic point of view. What does, what does being human in 2021 look like? I love that. Thanks for being here. I'm going to end it on that. I always like your wisdom at the end of the show. One of my favorite things. <laughs> to those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. 
Stitcher, Smart Stitcher, Radio, Smart Radio, 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 Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.